I'm here tonight because I did a bad thing. <laughs> I did a bad thing three times. Um, <clears throat> in uh, 1999, I started working here in town as a uh, car stereo installer. That wasn't the bad thing. Um, I started working, uh, we would install stereos, and then we started working on other aspects of cars, customizations and repairs and whatnot. And uh, in about 2005, a buddy of mine and I decided that we'd taken our careers in uh, cars as far as we could at the shop we were at, and that it was time to open up our own business. So, uh, so we did, and we left our shop, and we moved to a different area. We leased some shop space from a guy who uh, also had a shop in town that didn't do what we did. And that was August. And by December of that year, we'd outgrown our little corner of the shop, and it was time for us to uh, have what they call in the industry a brick-and-mortar business of our own. They don't really care about the construction of your shop. It can be made out of anything you want. But if you've got an address somebody can send a letter to, that's a brick-and-mortar shop. Um, so we worked really hard. We did 90 hours a week for about four months there, and we saved a little bit of money and uh, took on an investor. And we had enough money to start a shop, but we didn't have any products whatsoever to sell out of our shop. So uh, shops that don't have products to sell don't necessarily stay open for very long either. <laughs> So uh, we'd been working really hard, we needed products, and we decided to go down in uh, January of 2006 to uh, the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. And uh, in our minds, what we expected was we would get down there and people would want our business and they want us to sell their products, so they're gonna take us out and bribe us with steak dinners and alcohol and, uh, you know, we expected the Vegas experience that you would have a guy like the guy on the Monopoly box. Like, th that's what we wanted. We wanted cigars. And um, in reality, the people that you talk to, they deal with arrogant and overly ambitious kids uh, f for a living. They, they saw right through it and they weren't having any of it. And if you want to buy 50,000 units from a guy, yeah, they'll take you to a show. But if you want to buy five, they don't even want to give you a pen. Um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we spent our first day. We walked around all the exhibits, and we met MC Hammer. Um, <laughs> his star power had faded quite a bit it, since 1989 or whenever. But meeting MC Hammer is better than not meeting him. So there was that. <laughs> um, end of the day, we hadn't signed any deals yet, so uh, we went to the casino. Uh, have you guys been to Vegas? <laughs> One of the nice things about Vegas is that if you're spending money at a table, they're going to bring you free alcohol, and they're going to do that all night long. And uh, we went to a casino, and we sat down, and this gorgeous waitress, waitress comes up to me, and she's like, hey, what can I get you? And I really wanted somebody to believe that I was the Monopoly man, but... <laughs> In reality, I'm a purple property person. And uh, <laughs> so I tell her, I say, I'll have a glass of your finest scotch. And she says, we have penny slots right over there, and we don't bring scotch to the table. And I said, oh, well, what do you bring to the table? And she says, we bring beer. And I said, I'll have a, I'll have a Guinness. She says, we don't bring Guinness to the table. Again, we're a penny slot club here. Um, I said, what do you bring? They bring Corona, and they don't bring anything else. So I said, I'll have a Corona with a lime. And she says, okay, um, limes are 50 cents. <laughs> and I say, okay, I'll pay you 50 cents for your lime. And she brings me a Corona. And uh, we had each brought, my partner and I, a, uh, about $100 to gamble with each night that we were there. It was going to be four nights. And uh, 
$100 doesn't go very far. Um, even if you cash it in at the beginning for a stack of really small denomination chips so you feel like a millionaire. And I had watched my stack of, my large stack of chips turn into a small stack of chips um, over the course of the night. And uh, so there I am. I got about $20 left in two chips. And I decided that uh, it was about time to go home. I'd been drinking my Corona and limes all night long. And I was feeling pretty good. And uh, so I put 20 on black 13. That had been a number that had served me well in life, but not so well in roulette uh, that night. And... I'm telling the people next to me, I'm like, it's mathematically impossible not to be 13 next. And I, I, I made up math on the spot, too, to justify my case. <laughs> One spin every minute and 15 seconds. It's been an hour and a half since it hit. It's statistically impossible not to be black 13 the next time. And that's the Pythagorean theorem. And, <laughs> and that, that's not, by the way, the Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> But it worked for them, so they start surrounding my chips with their chips. And I'm on 13, and they're on the lines next to 13, and they're on the corners, and there's this huge mountain of chips right in the middle of the roulette table. And uh, she throws the ball, and it starts spinning around, and I'm confident and drunk, but I'm confident that it's going to land on 13, and it does. <laughs> yeah. So we scream... We yell, everything's great, it's 13. She puts her marker on the table, she starts paying everybody out. and I look at the wheel, it didn't actually land on 13. It landed on 15, but she was so impressed by my excitement that it landed on 13 <laughs> that she starts paying everybody out. And I, I'm scared at this point. I've seen stories on TV about what happens when uh, you, you cheat a casino. And uh, <laughs> so... She pays us out, I don't say a word, and then I grab my chips and I go to leave because I need to be up early, but I was still Corona and Lyme. So I sit down at the blackjack table and uh, <laughs> I watch my chips get smaller and smaller again. I had 700 bucks, now I'm down to very few. And I remember the incident earlier and she deals me some cards and she gives me, uh, I get a 12. And uh, so I take a hit and then I've got a 15. And I take another hit and then I've got a 17. And then I take another hit accidentally. And she, <laughs> she throws a seven out there, and it, just for fun, I go, woohoo, 21! <laughs> and she pays me money. <laughs> so, <laughs> she, th that was intentional this time, and I didn't feel bad. I felt, I felt intoxicated. And... <laughs> A couple of hands later, I lost on purpose because I didn't want to let them know my secret. And uh, <laughs> she deals me another hand, and I, I, I stand on 17, and everybody else is under 21, and they've all stood on whatever hands they had. And then she starts flipping over her cards. It's 15, here's 17. And she throws down a four, and it was 21. And I go, woo, busted! Everybody gets paid. And she paid us all. <laughs> So the guy next to me, she says she's got to go. It's time for her to stop dealing cards, and she's going to have a replacement guy come in. And the guy next to me leans over and says, thanks so much for that. But if you keep doing that, you're going to get thrown out. And I say, I'm the king of cards. You don't... You... <laughs> so I'm the king of cards, and he tries the same trick, and the new dealer calls him on it and says, you're out of here. Two guys from security escort him away. <laughs> I say, what was that about? And he says... 
that guy, the, the old dealer said that there were some shenanigans taking place at this table. He was trying to cheat us, so we threw him out. Well, <laughs> so I grabbed my chips, I cashed out, I left. I run into the guy that got thrown out on the sidewalk. He says, what happened? Why did I get kicked out? And I said, well, sometimes you got to know when to hold them, and sometimes you got to know when to fold them. <laughs> and uh, I've lost money in Vegas since then. Uh, they've gotten my money back. I should be square with them financially. Hopefully telling this story in public squares me cosmically with, uh, with the world. Thank you very much.